Here's an honest question. How are you supposed to know what to do with your money? Very few of us are exposed to meaningful advice on how to manage our finances. Even fewer have the means to get professional financial guidance. Betterment is a platform that was built to do something radical, to give accessible financial advice that puts you first. If you're like most Americans, your money is probably sitting in a savings account, likely earning you next to nothing. Maybe you have an investment account that you're not really sure what to do with. Betterment can help you make sense of what to do with your money. Investing involves risk, but you don't have to know the ins and the outs of the stock market to start investing for your future. Betterment's technology will put your money to work choosing the stocks and strategies that are right for you because we know you have other things to do. Betterment's platform can even provide guidance on what financial goals make sense for you. Give your money a new home with Betterment, peace of mind included. Download the Betterment app today. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-M-E-N-T. For the betterment of you. With a Shabbat, a Tobat, a Barak, and a Radar. Welcome, Bishop Dad Ewart Mills. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. We are gathered in your presence. We ask you to guide us. We ask you to lead us. Thank you for your mighty mighty power your miracles your healing and your blessing for your people today lift your hand and ask God to give you the spirit of revelation uh, it will not just be Sunday I just came to church on Sunday I've come to have to sit down no but God speak to me and minister to me thank you Holy Spirit we are grateful Father for your blessing and your word today. In Jesus' name we have prayed and everyone said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. What a blessing and an honor to be here. I want to thank the Archbishop for inviting me to be here. It's an honor to preach in a church which you once attended. Do you understand? When I became a Christian, when I first became a Christian, I attended church here in action. We were at the um, International Hostel, which has now been turned into the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. It's been, it's been demolished, but that's where we were. Then we moved to airport, diplomatic shop, and then we moved to association, then we moved to, uh, what is this place? teacher's hall. I was in all those places. I attended church all those in all those places. Anytime I came from school, this was my church. So, it's an honor for me. So, I want to thank you, Bishop, for welcoming me to this place to share the word. It's an honor. Thank you. Um, today, I want to um, introduce, I have my books here in the library, all of them in a book is called the Macarius Library. Forty different wonderful books that have been a blessing to many people, translated into more than 30 languages, and uh, will be a great blessing to you. You can get this same book in Chinese, in Russian, in Portuguese, in French, in Spanish, Indian languages, about seven Indian languages all over the world. Millions of them are being used especially by leaders. 
Today I'll be sharing with you from this book, which is not in this pack. It's called The Anointed and His Anointing. The Anointed and His Anointing. Amen. Now the anointing is one of the very important subjects for us all. And um, because the anointing is the Holy Spirit. All right? So we ask ourselves, what is the anointing? Acts 10.38. What is the anointing? The anointing is the Holy Spirit. So when we talk about the anointing, we are talking about the Holy Spirit. All right? Everybody say the Holy Spirit. The anointing is not olive oil. It's not engine oil. It's not cooking oil. It is the Holy Spirit. Because of of what this verse says, it says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. So, he was anointed with, not with oil, alright? Not with engine oil or cooking oil, but with the Holy Spirit. So when you are receiving the anointing, the oil, sometimes that we use, we sometimes use oil. Sometimes I, I use oil also. I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm pointing out that the real thing that we are looking for is the Holy Spirit. All right? And the Holy Spirit is the anointing. Amen. So all of us must Desire the anointing. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit is God's gift to us. And when you are anointed, your life changes. Amen. Isaiah 61 verse 1. This is Jesus, the message Jesus preached on the first Sermon that he ever preached on this earth. This is the message. He used Isaiah. Jesus often used the book of Isaiah. Isaiah is is the main book, if you like, in the Old Testament. And Jesus often preached from it, quoted from it. And Paul, a lot of the quotations in Matthew are from Isaiah. So Isaiah is very important. So Kenneth Hagin, who is a a father, main spiritual father to me, uh, had a vision once of Jesus. And Jesus told him that everywhere he went, everywhere he went, everywhere he went, he preached this first. This was always his topic. The first thing he preached everywhere he went. All right? The Holy Spirit makes the difference in a person's life. Yes. when When you see something working in somebody's life, it's the Holy Spirit. It's the anointing. All right? So, notice, Jesus Christ was a well-known carpenter. 
well known. Bogus furniture will not be near Jesus in those days. Yes. Some of you know Bogus furniture. I think it's on the Spinter's Road. Jesus started his apprenticeship around the time that most people who are becoming carpenters start, which is around 15, 16. Even in Ghana. If you're going to be a carpenter, you start your apprenticeship around that age you have started. By 13, for you'll be carrying nails, go and bring this wood, go and come. Like that. Then you start. So Jesus was making furniture. He was making doors. If you need doors, the best doors, Yesu. <laughs> if you need uh, uh, even coffins, Jesus had Jesus coffins. Fantastic. Yes. You need, it, you need roofing. Your house needs to be roofed. Jesus will be there. That is why when he started ministering, they were shocked. And their first question was that, is this not the carpenter? Look at it on the screen. Is it not the carpenter? He was, he was a well-known carpenter. And Jesus began ministry. The Bible says he began to be about 30 years old. That's when he started ministry. So all this time, he was deep into his carpentry. Okay? Now, when you can see that Luke three twenty-three, Jesus himself began to be about 30 years when he started ministry. Are you with me? Now, when the Holy Spirit comes on a person, right, you can hardly recognize the person after he becomes anointed. The the, the change is so much. The change is so much. You can, you can, you, you wonder, it's like, ah. That is why, you know, it's like people who, you know, sometimes who, who, who grew up with the person cannot receive from the person. Like when you see the person, oh, ah. But this guy, oh, ah. What well, say? He say he's a pastor. But then all of us can be pastor. Then I'm, I'm a pope. Have you heard people talk like that before? That's how, that's how people talk. Because they cannot reconcile the change that is so dramatic from the time the person was not anointed to the time the person is anointed. It's like, what is going on here? So Jesus became anointed in Isaiah 61. He, he quoted, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach. Wow. From carpentry to preaching. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Wow. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. All those who came here with a curse following you that curse is broken today in Jesus' name. Yes. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that will come to pass. Verse 2. He said to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The day of vengeance. To comfort all that mourn. Wow. Verse 3. 
to appoint to them that mourn, to give them beauty for ashes. This is the effect of the anointing, to make you beautiful, to change you, to give you the oil of joy for mourning. You see, people don't understand why people go to church. You know, why, you, you say, why do we go to church? No matter the problem in Ghana, when you come to church, you feel better. Is it not true? Is it not true? Is it not true? Yes. That's why people come. Because they, they receive the oil of joy for mourning. When the president attended our Good Friday service, he told me after when we were going to the car, he said, I was here on the 6th of March. I could not get one sixth of the people that are here to attend 6th of March. 6th of March is Independence Day. Those of you who don't know when we were, we had independence. Yes. And you wonder why people come to church. About 100,000 of them at the Black Star Square. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called the trees of righteousness. Look at people like us to be called trees of righteousness. Yes. You Look at you. Look at you. Somebody to call it a tree of righteousness. Hey. The planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. Verse 4. And they shall build the old wastes. They shall build. That is why this building is built. Because the anointing makes you have a power to overcome the frustrations in the system and to be able to build something for God. When the anointing comes on you, it says, they shall build. They shall build. They shall build. It's a sign of the anointing. And they shall raise up the former desolations and repair the waste cities and desolations. Hopeless people are turned around by God. Look at the archbishop. He used to sell PK. Those of you who do chewing gum, there is a chewing gum called PK. Huh? He used to sell PK. That's a PK seller you have there as a pastor. I tell you. He told me something else. I forgot what was it that you told me. I forgot him. What he? Opera Square. Yeah, you find him there. When you, you see, in those days, when you come to Kotoka Airport, there was more confusion. There is still confusion, but there was more confusion in those days. And when you arrive, there are some boys who rush to take your bag. What is it called? Goro boys. Yeah. They rush to, ah, sir, sir, oh, please. Oh, let me, oh, 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 we are here. Your boys are here. Your boys are. That is him. That's him. You cannot believe. You see? You cannot believe. The power of the anointing. Yeah. When, when a person is transformed by the, what the best part? Where he says, they shall the desolate things that are hopeless. There is no hope. God's power will take you and give you hope that you had not before in your life. Receive the anointing on your life in the name of Jesus. Receive it. Building. 
foundation is so difficult to build. It's so difficult. From Accra to Kumasi, there's still almost, next year is Ghana at 60. Next year is Ghana at 60. We still have not been able to connect two cities with a road. Dual going and coming. The two big important cities. After 60 years. A year, a year, a year. I don't know what it is. A year mobile. But by the anointing. The anointing on your life. They shall build. Hallelujah. Verse 5. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. And the sons of the alien shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. You see, this is the Bible of the Jews. The, their Bible ends in Malachi. We, we continue Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. But Jews, biological Jews, they end in Malachi. They, they use these verses. And the one time I was in um, Israel. And I asked some Ghanaians who were there, said, how can you people stay here without papers? They said, oh, because of this verse, Isaiah, they say that strangers shall feed your flocks and the sons of the alien shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. So they allow certain foreigners illegally to just be around and they just have doing these odd jobs because it is fulfilling Isaiah. Hey! God is about to bless you and cause strangers to work for you. Amen. Verse 6. And they shall be named the priests of the Lord. Wow. Look at somebody like me. What an honor to be called a priest. Only the anointing can do something like that. Huh? You know in Ghana, have caste are despised. Yeah. I'm from a half caste club. Half caste. When you are this color, it's like, oh, go to your country. Yeah. We suffer a lot of despisement. You may not know. And few half castes are Christians. Few. When I first got saved, people were not expecting me to be saved. One time I attended a full gospel breakfast meeting. When they saw me entering from the back, the intercessor started interceding. <laughs> because they thought I was an unbeliever. So they were so shocked when I was invited to come on stage as a pastor. I said, oh, we were interceding for his salvation. <laughs> Just my color alone, they knew that I was not saved. And somebody like me, I'm called a priest. And they shall call you ministers of our God. Ministers of our God. Wow. This is the power of the anointing. Look at the archbishop today. Called a minister of our God. Hmm? Yeah. A 
minister of God. So, people cannot reconcile the past and the present. And that is why you need the anointing to be in your life. The anointing is the Holy Spirit. Very important. The Holy Spirit changes everything. You shall be called ministers. Ministers. Hey! When I was in medical school, I went to medical school in 1982. Seven years I was there. Training to be a doctor. One day, we had to go to Suhum. You know, as part of the training, we had to do a rural rotation. You go and live in a hospital outside Accra and stay in the hospital and work there to see what the conditions are. And the conditions are different. One of the things I was surprised to see when I went, went to Suhum, one day I came to the pediatric ward, the children's ward, and I saw a lot of young men or men standing outside. So I asked the nurse, this, what are these people doing here? They said, oh, they are selling their blood. They, they don't have blood transfer. If you need blood, they say, here, it's 40 cities, my blood, you take my blood. So they, they come every day to sell blood. Yes. So I had to go there to learn all these different ways of doing things. But whilst I was there, 1988, listen, I'm talking about the anointing. He says, you shall be called priests. You shall be called ministers. Ministers. One night, I was alone in my room, praying. On my way here, I had passed through Lord J. Bookshire. I bought tapes of Kenneth Hagen whom I had been listening to for 10 years. I just soaked in his preaching. Kenneth Hagin. I loved listening to him. Yes. I, I was drawn to listening to him preach. So, I just like to put on the tape whilst I was praying. Because I learned how to pray for hours. Hours. I am a hard follower of God. Psalm 63, it says, follow hard. Be uh, my soul followeth hard. Hard. So even though I was in medical school, I was following hard. Hard. So that night, the tape was on. And I knelt down by my bed. And started praying. But I fell asleep. Don't feel sad when you fall asleep because even on your knees, God is seeing that you are, you, are, you are sleeping and praying. And he knows all that you are going to say if you had been awake. As I was kneeling down, there was a tape recorder playing. Can I think he was preaching? I pray and I listen to preaching all the time. When I woke up at about 2 to 3 a.m., the tape was playing. He was talking. Suddenly, something jumped out of the tape. 
Something jumped out of the tail. In Sukum. In 1988, in June, and entered my belly. I felt something coming into me. Then I heard a voice, a clear voice. From today, you can teach. From today, you can teach. Yeah. That, that is the day that I became anointed to teach. That's the day I became anointed to teach. And, and that is, you see, I was converted from a doctor <laughs> into a priest by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Look, try to be spiritual, at least about certain things. When you see a wonderful thing happening, Try to have eyes to see. Paul said, we don't know any man after the flesh. Like, we are not looking at the flesh. Don't look at the physical. Don't look at physical things. Learn to look at the spiritual. It is amazing, you know, sometimes outsiders, people who are far, they seem to recognize things. Yeah. Yeah. Even the president's comment that he was here on 6th of March, he couldn't gather such people. It's a recognition of something. Yeah. Look at somebody who used to sell PK. Now, when I say that, I'm, 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 I'm saying it to, for you to see the fantastic nature of the miracle that has happened. dead bodies. But apart from that, I've seen bodies being assumed from the ground after years. You see, sun, the sun is like, it's like coffee color. There's nothing left. After 40 years, you just have a, a bit of hair. A bit of hair. And maybe nails. There's nothing at all.
by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I want you people to respect the anointing. You have to respect, you see? That day in Suhum was the, that was my whole life. That's what I'm, oh yes. All my books. I've printed over 12 million of this. People print 2,000, 1,700. There's over millions of these. Millions. Yeah. I'm invited all over the world. I can't even go. I I said, I can't come. I can't come. That was the day I got my job. I was changed. He put that verse back and said, you shall become priests. Not by might or by school or by education. You see, God is showing you something. I went to school. I went to university. I went to university seven years. And in my time, only 50 people were admitted to the medical school a year in the whole country. In my time, there was only one medical school in Ghana. There was one school. And that, that was Legon. Everybody from the whole country comes to see if they can get. And the first five, first ten people are taken automatically. And I was in the first ten. So, no, don't, I'm not saying for you to clap. I'm, I'm showing you something. You can clap for me, but I'm just trying to explain something to you. I, I appreciate your clapping. God is showing that eh, there are people who have been to school. And there are people who have not been to school. Well, one day I heard Archbishop say, I have no classmates. At first I thought he meant like there is no one in his class of ministry. But later I realized that is not what he was saying. He hasn't got anybody that he sat in a classroom with going to school. And yet all the presidents of Ghana, wait, listen. You see, oh, you let me finish. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a miracle. I say it's a miracle. It's a miracle. And yet all the presidents that have come and gone, they all recognize that they must recognize here. Whatever is here, they have to recognize it. Hallelujah! It's not a small thing. It's a big power. It's a big power. It says, you shall be called ministers of our God. Then it goes on, and you shall eat the riches of the Gentiles. You see now, money. People, you know, there are people they don't want pastors to prosper. But look at it. The anointing draws riches. And that is why sometimes you find out that the man of God is even honored. And you wonder, oh, why? Oh, this man, look at it. Look at the car that is driving. Ah, foolish. They don't work. They don't, what are they? Oh, shame. Look at the Bible. Look at the Bible. It said that. The riches of the Gentiles. You shall eat them. Yeah. You shall eat them. And in their glory shall you boast yourself. Whatever makes you poor. eh? Whatever makes you, whatever curse is following you. Drops off you today and you are seeking the Holy Spirit. Verse 7. For your shame. For your shame. You shall have double. For your confusion. You shall rejoice. 
Therefore, in their land, they shall possess the double. Receive double. All this is the Holy Spirit from Isaiah 61 verse 1. When Jesus said the Spirit of the Lord is upon, he's going on verse by verse. And he's going on and he's explaining, he said, for your shame. Whatever shameful thing you have been associated with is over because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Look at the Archbishop for his shame and for confusion. Look at his fingers. Demons told him to put his hand into, into fire. You see, when he, when we, when his fingers was one of the wonders in Ghana in, in my time when I was, I used to just marvel. His testimony was so fantastic. I've been at crusades where he preached and it's like the, the heart of the people are swayed. Hey, it, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I wish he would always tell his testimony. It's one of the most powerful miracles. And it's all from the Holy Spirit and the anointing. For your shame, you shall have double. Are you there? Are you still around? Yeah. Verse 8. For I, the Lord, love judgment, and it goes on. Now, what I want to say is that what is our duty towards the anointing and the anointed and his anointing? Because I can say for sure, you know, I mean, that's why I say that unless you are blind, we are all standing in a miracle. When I came here this morning for the first service, when I was driving, I said, I told the people, like I said, this church is a wonder that it is here, that it is alive, that it is working. It's the power of God. And you must recognize this anointing and benefit from it. I want everybody in this house to benefit from what God has done and what God is doing here. I don't want people to come from somewhere and benefit from this anointing. When you who are here are not benefiting from it. No. You will benefit from it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, what is your duty when you recognize anointing, your duty is to honor the anointing. Yeah. All the things I read in Isaiah 61 have been fulfilled in this church. Yeah. Somebody who, listen, somebody who, when you, are, when you come to the airport, is rushing to carry your bags. Is, is, he can employ you today. He can bless you. He can do many things. Yeah. It's a miracle. So, for most of us, we have seen the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. I know I'm not teaching and preaching because of my education. No. What about those who don't have education? So, that's why God does. He mix up the whole thing. You will not even know what is bringing it. And you always have to come to this point that it's the Holy Spirit. Yes, it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is at work. Now, 
It is very important for you to honor the anointing and to honor it in its proper rank. Amen. Turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 2. 1 Samuel chapter 2. And let us read from like verse 25 on the screen. If one man sin against another, the judge shall judge him. But if a man sin against the Lord, who shall entreat for him? Notwithstanding, they hearken not to the voice of their father. This is Eli and his sons. Children, if you are here and you are a child, listen to your father when he is speaking. Okay? Listen to what he says. Verse 26. And the child Samuel grew and was in favor with the Lord and with men. Verse 27. And there came a man of God unto Eli and said unto him, Thus says the Lord. Did I plainly appear unto the house of thy father when they were in Egypt and in Pharaoh's house? And he was talking to the pastors. Did I, did I appear to you? Look at verse 29. And I chose 28. I chose him out of the tribes to be my priest, to offer upon my altar, to wear an effort. Did I give him the house of thy father and all the offering? I bless him. Okay? Verse 29. Why do you kick at my sacrifice and offer my offering, which I have commanded in my habitation? And look at this. Honorest thy sons above me. Honorest thy sons above me. To make yourself fat with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel, my people. Verse 30. Wherefore, listen, listen. Wherefore, the Lord God of Israel saith, Thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, Be it far from me. Notice and underline it if you have your Bible. Are you looking on the screen? It says, they that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. You see, the law of honor says that you must honor and you must honor appropriately. And if you honor, you will be honored. And if you dishonor, you will be lightly esteemed. And God was not happy. He said, you honor your sons above me. You honor your sons above me. You know, when you come to the church, you see what people honor. People honor other things. If I'm in my house with my children, I've looked after my children, I've brought them up. And here comes an uncle from nowhere. And suddenly, the children, because he goes and buys ice cream for them, they've taken the uncle as the main person in their life. They write to him, they say, uncle, we, th- we like you so much, you are the most wonderful uncle we have ever had. Our father cried, doesn't talk to us, our father is always angry in the house, he's always shouting at us. You uncle, you are the best father that we've ever had, you are the best uncle, we want to be with you, we like you, happy birthday, wonderful person, this and that. Is it the right thing? No. Because you have honored your uncle or somebody who doesn't come in at all. It doesn't come in at all. That's the 
question whether you've gone to honor. Some of us here, we have two churches and three churches. Prophets and what have you. You've added it to the church. Yeah. But you would not honor the pastor who comes. You know, one day I went to preach in a church and I decided to, I decided to teach the church that their pastor was a great person. Afterwards, the, 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 the pastor said to me, look, for years, I've been laying a red carpet and inviting people to come and preach. He said, oh, sometimes the church members, they will come with gifts to honor the visiting preacher. Somebody who you wouldn't even have seen him. You wouldn't have even seen you, you Because if, if action is not action, and it's not a wonderful place that has been built with carpets, air condition, stage, light, screens, everything, wonderful. How will you see me? How will you see me? If I come to this church and you honor me above how you honor your father, you are lost. And you are sick. Yeah. Because you are honoring, you are, you, you are honoring the wrong person. You are honoring the wrong person. I have just a visit. I come one day, I speak once, whatever I say sounds new to you and sounds wonderful. You come because you say, ah, Bishop Doug is a wonderful preacher. Uh, look, one day I went to a church in, in, in America. White, just white church. When I preached, people in the church, I don't know what was wrong with them. They started to say, you know, this is the best message we have ever had. Then one of them, a top, a top millionaire, I was told that he was the senior millionaire. In that apparently there's so many millionaires and he was a senior among the millionaires. He, he even called the pastor and told the pastor that the pastor of the church that this is the best message he has ever heard in this church, including he, the pastor's messages. You have to be careful. You have to know. And you see, the anger of God was that you honor yourselves more than you honor me? More than you honor me? This was your honor. You don't, you don't honor this one. Huh. You've been in the church. People will come and stand here and minister. Those are the people that you think are great. Huh. Oh, you are in the church. You, you honor you honor the political party more than you honor the church. You see, when the election comes, you, you think there's no money. Brother, sit down, sit down, sit down. You think there's no money in Ghana. You see people coming up with money. In this Ghana, you watch it, see. Printing 50 CDs in envelopes, in uh, T-shirts. Money will appear. People will come up with money. And you're sitting in the church. And when you when you ask, and you have no honor for what you what you what you actually have. You honor NDC above God. You honor NPP above God. Okay, let NPP be your God. Let it let it fulfill all, all your needs. Yes. Put that scripture that said, Thou honorest thy sons above me. Above me. You see an uncle and you are honoring the uncle more than you honor your father. Shame on you. Because the uncle has never blasted you. He has never seen your foolish behavior in the house. That is why he sounds so nice to you. 
must be careful. If you don't honor, and you don't honor, look at what he says, I will not honor you. You see, when a son walks out of the house and says, Father, I don't need, I despise your teaching, I despise what you believe in, I despise, when the prodigal son left, he walked out, ah, I don't need this house, give me what I own, I'm taking this is my possession. Do you have something for me? You have? Okay. See you. Listen. When you walk out of your father's house, despising the teachings and dishonoring the father who made a way for you, eh? <laughs> look, the Bible says that it might be well with you. It was not well with the prodigal son. That you might live long. It was not. Many people who have gone out of this church, pastors, they were here. You were introduced as a pastor, introduced as a bishop. Who knew you? Me, I will not, I will not know you as an bishop I know. I will never know you unless he introduces you to me. The people that I came with, if I don't introduce them to you, you cannot know them. Ah. Where do you come from? And you see that people, you are, you are, you, you've been honored. And they walk out dishonoring and despising the man and despising the home they came from. Eh? That's why you, that's why they don't have, you just check and see those who have left and see where they are. You can, we've been around for 30, we are celebrating 40 years. Check and see. Where are they? With it. With it. Yeah. Look, be careful. Those of you who despise and quarrel with fathers, it's not a good thing. No. Not likely to end up in a good way. He says, if he that this, he does honest me, I will honor him. And he that this despises me, I will also likely esteem I will, I will just make you small. Read it. Look at it. Read it. First Samuel 2 verse 13. Be it far from me. He said, those who honor me, I will honor them. Those who despise me, they will, they will be seen as small. That's why people don't flourish. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't become great. They don't, they don't, they don't rise up. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't flourish. It's time for you to know where your honor belongs. Yeah. You don't go and take some distant uncle, someone who is nothing in your life. So you are everything. I, I love you. You are this and that. What, where, where from all this? Where, where do you get these ideas from? A prophet appears in your life. He gives you one word of knowledge. What about the prophet in the house? Who has been speaking to you Sunday after Sunday, year after year for 40 years? Mark chapter 6. When you dishonor, there are no mighty works. You must honor so that there will be mighty works. Mark 6 verse 1. And Jesus came out of his house to his disciples. Verse 2. And when the Sabbath was come, he began to teach in the synagogues. And the people were astonished. They said, ah! Why did this man? What is this this carpenter is preaching? And he said, I don't think so. I don't think far. (laughs) I don't think madness. What is this man doing here? Hey! What wisdom is this that is given to him? What is he preaching? They started to beat them. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> hey! That's three. And then Jesus said, 
they, they said, is it not the carpenter? Is it not his brothers? Hey, this Judas said, we know everything. There are some of you who say, you talk about Archbishop. We know this, we know his, his life, his marriage, his issues, his this and that. Look, all those things, listen to the next verse. You listen, those of you righteous people, look at verse 4. It says, and Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor. You see, that what they were doing to him was taking away honor. If you want to receive the anointing, eh, concentrate on the anointing. Don't look at my color and say I'm a half caste. Don't, don't look at my father. Don't look at my mother. Don't look at my background. Don't, don't think about that. If you want to receive the anointing, receive the anointing. Once you start going to mother, father, background, school, this, that, that, oh, you, you just disconnect. You disconnect. Eh? You can ask the archbishop. I've told him many times. I'll be with him alone, just the two of us. And I'll tell him, whichever way you go, I'm, I, I, I'm with you. Because a child doesn't concern himself with grown-up issues. I said, what you do, I am on your side. I don't know what you will do. Whatever you do, I'll be there. Whichever way the thing goes, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there. However it turns out, I'll be there. If it goes up, if it goes down, if it goes right, if it goes left, I'll be there. That's all. He said, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country. Now look, oh, Verse 5. And there, where there was no honor, he could not do mighty works. Mighty works. See, the anointing works where it is honored. Yeah? The anointing works where it is honored. Where, Where the anointing... Look. You see, how you receive me is how you get what you get out of me. Look, once I was in Dakar, in Senegal, I became known as a magician. I was known as a magician in Senegal. Yeah. They, they started to spread the rumor that a, a, a grand marabou, that is a big ma- magician, has come to Dakar. Yeah. Miracles. Mi- fantastic miracles. That's the kind of anointing that is on me. But it depends. It works where it is on it. Yes. It works where, where, where it is honored, it works. Anoint, you see, that's why I say the anointing that God, look, the anointing that God has blessed and put on the archbishop will work where it is honored. If it's honored, it will work there. When it's not honored, it dies, it dies, it dies, it dies. It quietens down, calms down, and goes off. Reinhard Bonke, before he came back from Bible school, when he was a Bible student, there was a man of God called George Jeffries. He established Ellen Pentecostal Church. He had had so many issues. But Ronald Bucky had learned about him in school. He didn't know bad things about him. But everybody had said all, so many bad things about him. And this man was an old man dying in his house. And on the way from Bible school back home to Germany, Ronald Bunke passed by his house and saw a sign. He didn't know. He, he was surprised because he was waiting for a train. And he saw the sign, George Jeffries. So he thought, ah, is this the man I read about in Bible school? So he decided to knock on the door. And a lady came to the door and said, please, is this George Jeffrey's house? And the lady said, go away. And she closed the door, but a voice came from upstairs, the man, George Jeffrey's. Let the young man come. 
The door was open for Bonkey. Bonkey says he stepped in. There was a staircase right where the door comes down. You know these UK houses. The stairs came straight down. He said the man descended, came down, and met him right there. He, he made him kneel down. And he prayed for him for 30 minutes. This was one of the greatest Pentecostal revivalists. And he prayed for him for 30 minutes. Then he got up. Go. That was it. Bonke went out. This was, He was a young man, 20s, in his 20s. He got out, took a train, and went to Germany. As soon as he got home, his father was also a pastor. His father said to him, have you heard the news? Or what news? He said, there's a great revivalist, a great evangelist called George Jeffries. He has just died. We, we've received the news that he has just died. So that power, that mantle was on, on this George Jeffries. So looking for somebody who has the honor and who can honor the anointing to transmit that anointing to him. He that despises me will be lightly esteemed. There are no mighty works. Nothing. Mark 6, 4. No mighty works. No mighty works. Nothing will happen. You'll be sitting there as if there's no power, there's no grace, there's no glory. But there's grace. There's glory. There's power. There he could do no mighty works. Look at verse 6. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Mighty works. When you honor her, you see mighty works. I think on this printer's road, you have, uh, is it Johnson and Johnson? Is it? Is there something here called Johnson and Johnson? What, what do they make? Baby, baby powder. Yeah. When you go, go and read about it. The owner. You see, listen, everybody listen. Listen to what I'm telling you. The founder of Johnson and Johnson, when he died. He had a maid. He had a maid. I don't know whether the maid was from Philippines or something. He had six children. But he had a maid. <laughs> you children, you don't respect. The children of the house. You don't value. When he died, he left his fortune, $300 million to his maid. And left the, the six children out. Yes. And they fought, they fought the, the maid. They fought the man and she fought back and took and said, look, I look after him. She cared for the man. Honored her, the man. Oh, we all don't have respect. You see some of the people you are from the house, you don't have respect. I've seen people who don't respect this man in this house. Oh yeah. And you see that the man took 300 million dollars and gave it to his mate. Come on. He that honestly will be honored. And he that despises me will be lightly esteemed. You sit here and be despising what God is doing here. Actors who come from maids and manservants and all odd, odd fellows who come from far and collect anointing and blessing. But that will not be your story in the name of Jesus. You don't want to honor. The person who honors is honored. When somebody honors someone, he, he receives honor. He receives honor. I don't have to come and stand in this chair to tell you to honor this man. Ah, a pastor 
is here should do it well, very well. Not me. Not me. I'm, of course, I'm part of the house. But I'm saying that there's, a, there's an honor, you see. It comes spontaneously. It's not organized. Another millionaire. Papa, I tell you, you know, this man went to the restaurant. It was called Kennel Something's Restaurant. <laughs> Every time he went to, his wife was dead. Every time he went to the restaurant, this uh, uh, waitress, she looked after him. At a point, she came to the house to help him in the house. She started to do When the man died, he gave his things to the, to the waitress. <laughs> yeah. The people who show you love and honor, don't be surprised if they come and overtake the children. Yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. Now, I want you people to rise up and know that honor is, the law of honor is one of the most important laws in the ministry and in your life. Those of you who don't honor your father, even as a nation, whatever the, pre- whoever, once you are president, you have to be honored. You know, you see South Africa, they can insult their president on television and so, it's not a good thing, no. And when you have somebody, whether the person was this party or that, he's been the president before, you have to have some fear and some genuine honor. And somebody who has your, your father, you have to honor. It's not a good thing to let Somebody who is honorable be dishonored. It makes you also not never be respected. Try to see those of you girls who quarrel with your mothers. It will not work well for you. I'm telling you. Are you still around or you are leaving? You can leave if you want. Vashti. Esther 1 verse 15. What shall we do to the queen, Vashti? She has not performed the commandment of the king. She has not done wrong, Esther 1 15. She has not done wrong only to the king, but to all the princes. For if this did come, to the notice of others, they shall despise their husbands in their eyes when it shall be reported. Hey, if it please the king, let there go a royal commandment and let this vasty no more come before the king. And let the king give her royal estate unto another that is better than she. And when the king's decree which she shall make shall be published, all the wives shall give to their husbands honor. Both to great and small. Honor. You did not give honor to him. You lost your position. That is why the, 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 the Johnson, whatever, he gave it to the, the maid. They fought. <laughs> when she died, she, the, 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 she, she inherited the money plus the, some estate, how, apart from houses and everything. Sometimes you see people who are children of important people. They don't, even have, they don't even love their fathers. They take everything that has been done for granted. Everything they will do is for granted. That's why somebody can come from somewhere. And Vashti 
despise. You should see some wives, they'll turn to the husband and say, Swine. Hey, what is swine? Foolish man, bushman, this and that and that. And you, you hear them talking. You wonder. You wonder. I'm not, I'm, look, anything I'm telling you that is not in the Bible, throw it away. It's nonsense. But if it's in the Bible, listen to it. If it's not in the Bible, it's garbage from that. He would know it's not worth your ears. But if it's in the Bible, look at it. He said, then they will give their husbands honor. When you don't honor, your place is taken by another. Yeah. A Filipino maid, the same thing. Filipino, she was in America. She went, she worked for a lady. Oh, the woman left everything to her. People fought. He said, when people die, they fight over their inheritance. Even James Brown, when he died, he left $100 million. But after they, they fought, he, he wrote in his that anybody who contests I has been left out, I left him out intentionally. He wrote it in the will. I left him out. It's not a mistake. It's not, I left him out intentionally. You will not be left out. Oh, you are not saying amen well. I said you will not be left out. Wow. John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Is it 29? Yes. Verse 20, uh, uh, 48, 48, 48, 48. Jesus answered. The disciples were talking to him. The disciples were talking. They were saying, the people were accusing Jesus. Ha, this man is demon possessed. So the way he's preaching, you know, <laughs> the way he's shouting, the, the way he's walking downstairs and upstairs, he's possessed. Hey! And they said, Jesus, you have, you have a devil in you. Look at it. And Jesus answered. This, look at verse 48. Everybody look, oh, because this is Bible. And then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan, and that thou hast a devil. Jesus, you have a devil. That's what they were saying. Look at Jesus' answer. Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father. I don't have a devil. I honor my father. That is the evidence that I don't have a demon in me. I have not a devil. I have not a devil. But I honor my father. Oh, don't honor father. There are some people, they came from action. They can't, they can't say it in their church that they, 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 they came to action once. They can't even say it. It's like stones that they are chewing in their mouth for them to say it. And I also have some people like that. They, can't, they, 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 never, they cannot measure. People ask them, so where, 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 where do you come from? Where were you trained? And they'll say, no, I found They become stammerous. Jesus answered, I have not a devil. I have not. Do you have a devil? Massage your neighbor's stomach to see if there's any demon in there. Is there any devil there? Hey. I don't want. Look, it's time for us to honor so that we'll also be honored. Yeah. If not for any good reason, if you don't, if you want any good reason, so that you'll be honored. One day I was telling someone, I said, honor your father. Hmm. You'll be surprised how it will not be well with you. It will not be well. 
Fathers, they are powerful. And mothers. One day I saw a mother cursing her daughter. I mean, she didn't curse her in an open way. Her, her daughter was going to university. She told her daughter, you, you think you are going to school. You will sell beans. She told her, you will sell beans. I say, like joke, like joke. She went to university, I think tech or Legon, finished and came to sell beans. She was selling beans there. Listen, at the base of everything that is working, eh, all kinds of prosperity is the blessing of the Lord. The Bible says, it's the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. You see, so you have to learn how to do things that bring blessings. Yes, because at the foundation of any prosperous person or anything that is working is something we call the blessing of the Lord. Do your hand like this. Do your hand like this. At the foundation, the base of anything that is working is something called the blessing of the Lord. That's what they all say. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Receive that blessing of the Lord today in the name of Jesus. Yes. It's time for us to turn our hearts and say, I honor you. Years ago, the Lord spoke to me. I was in school. He said, go and honor uh, I don't know whether he was called Brother Nick or Pastor Nick (laughs) at the time. It's interesting, you know, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you'll be surprised the things the Holy Spirit said. No human being told me. No human being on this earth told me that. No one has ever advised me to honor him. If anything, I've seen from people's attitude, they look at me as if, ah, you, you are always speaking whatever. You, you are a child. You don't know this. You don't know. That's, that's people look at me that nobody has ever advised, even advice like counsel. I honor, no, no, it has never happened. The Holy Spirit told me. He told me, go and honor him. I was a student. I think I had the money I had was like 10 CD something. It was so funny, but I did it. I did it, and I've been doing it. Yes. There, there are times I come to preach here. He, 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 does, he doesn't give me, I said, the honor has been done for me to, to speak here. I would rather I'll give him an offering for inviting me to come and speak. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. You people, I tell you, he that honored me, I will honor he that despises me will be lightly esteemed. From today you will be honored. In the name of Jesus. Let us turn our hearts. Look. You know. Whenever you see children. There are always children. You know, when there's a family. You see some of them like their father. Some don't. Pray for those who don't like their father. Hey. Look. Honor thy father that it may be well with you. That it may be well with you. Watch out for children who you are always contending with your father. When your father says this, you say this. When he says this, you say, answer him back. Always you have a different mind. One of my pastors, he told me, he said, look, I have a number of sisters. He said, one of them, she always looked after my father. 
Even when my father was dying, she was the one who looked, cared for him, bathed him, looked after him. And he said, and I have another sister, always arguing with him, always having a different opinion. You know, as he was telling me this, he told me about his sister. Because he was describing the two sisters. One of them was dying of breast cancer. And he told me, he said, as I look at her sitting in the hospital in London, with the breast have been cut off, and she's, she was dying. And I told, I told him the date that she would die. He told me the date, he told me exactly the date that she died. He said, I remember the picture of the two girls. One always arguing, and one always caring. One cooking, caring, cleaning, looking after. Honor. Honor. One is dead. One is blessed. Moving on. She's dead. The other one is dead. Look, the Bible is the greatest book ever written. It contains the word of God for us. The word of God. Yes. It contains direction for our lives. Honor your father. Yeah, that it may be well with thee. That you may live long. People in action. Archbishop will not die for me to come and stand here to tell. If he, if, 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 if the, I will never talk about such a thing. I've talked about it already. You can ask him. Idahosa. Two weeks before he died, he came to Ghana. And the Holy Spirit told me, honor this man. Again, you see, anybody who has the Holy Spirit, those of you who say you are men of God, those of you who say you are men of God, I say, those who say you are men of God, see, let's see if you are really a man of God. When Jesus came, he was, he was direct, go to John the Baptist. Go to John the Baptist, he's baptizing. Go there and humble yourself. And as soon as he humbled himself, he says, this is my son. No preaching, no souls, no miracles. Just humbling himself before John the Baptist to go into the water and come out. That's all. This is my son. This is my son. I like this son. Yes. You can ask an archbishop. Two weeks before he died, he came to Ghana. You know, and he came to action and I came for the service. Where were we? Which we, we church? Where were we? Was it this building? It must be here, but I think it has changed so much. Yeah, all these things were not here. All these things were not here. Look, something terrible happened during the service. You know, I was sitting, I was sitting there. Give me one of your chairs. Give me your chair. One of your chairs. I was sitting on the stage. I don't know where, where the stage was. Yeah, it must have been somewhere here. Or somewhere there. I was sitting on the stage. Then Idahosa, Archbishop Idahosa came. I, I'm using Idahosa because Archbishop is also Archbishop. So just excuse, it's not impolite. So he came to me and he held my head. Come, you, are, you want to do bodyguard? Come, I'll show you how to do it. Please sit down, sit down. Don't be offended, okay? He came to me like this. Hey! And he said, I was wearing the red, whatever, with the bishop and the cross. He just came, hit my head like this. Hey, you, this, what about this? Oh! Hey! Look, I tell you. Meanwhile, in my pocket, God had told me to honor him. And the offering was in my pocket. As he was slapping my head. So after the service, I was quite embarrassed. And you see, if you are proud, that's when you'll be embarrassed. It's only when you are proud that you are embarrassed. When you are humble, you'll never be. Nothing embarrasses you. Nothing embarrasses you. When you are humble. It's when you are proud that you are embarrassed. Yeah. So... I decided I will not give him the offering again because of what he has done to me. But the Holy Spirit convicted and said, no, 
is important. So I, I called the archbishop. I asked him, please, do you know where he's staying? He showed me the hotel at East Legon. And I went there alone in my car. I went to the hotel. I said, is there Idahosa archbishop? He's here. And tell him my name. I say, I want to see him. So he allowed me in. Just me and the archbishop Idahosa. And I presented him that offering. Yes. And he looked at me. He was surprised. After beating me in the church. <laughs> he put his hand on me like this. He said, God is going to use you. That's all. That's all. That's it. When you speak in the house, when you are going in the car and you criticize me, you are dishonoring me. When you are questioning who is my mother, who is my father, what do I think? I come, I say this, you are dishonoring me and you are dishonoring the one who invited because you are saying he, you are saying he is a fool for inviting me. Yes. That's what you are saying. You are saying that he doesn't have sense. Go and bring this guy to come and talk. But none of you will say that in the name of Jesus. No, action is going to be a greatly honored church. Yes, a greatly honored church. Greatly honored. And I want to say to all of you young ones, anybody who speaks this type of sarcastic comments, reject it and say, don't speak like that in my, in my presence. I will not be your friend again. Yes, learn. Learn honor. It creates blessing. They that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me, I will lightly esteem. You will never be lightly esteemed after this service. Those of you God has called you, honor. God told me, it's amazing. Honor, just honor him. And that was it. And here I am standing today. God has blessed us. We had a joint service just across churches. Just across. No outside that. All, all of them had their services where they were. Over 100,000 people were all there, sitting there. We know because we gave books to everybody. Yes, 100,000. God will honor you. God will bless you with the anointing. All the prophecies of Isaiah 61 will come to pass. In Jesus' name. Stand to your feet, everybody. If you are here today, Pastor, Pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I want Jesus to come into my heart, into my life. If you are here like that, you want Jesus to come into your heart to save you. The Bible says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. Fear God, you started to be wise. If you are here today, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Pastor, pray with me. I want God. I want Jesus in my life. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you to give your life to God. If you are here, you want your sins to be washed away. You want to become a new person. Then lift your hand where you are standing. Just lift your hand right at where you are and I want to pray with you. God bless you. Lift it up high. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hands. I see so many hands. Lift it up. Wherever you are upstairs at the back, Pastor, I need God. I want God to come into my life, to change my life. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. As you give your heart, it's the beginning of wisdom to know Jesus as your Savior. If you've lifted your hand, you want to give your life to Jesus today, and you've lifted your hand, come with your hand lifted up 
all the way to the front here. I want to just pray with you for one minute and you'll go back to your seat. Come quickly. Clap for them and encourage them as they come. Come and stand right here. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. Come this way, my dear. Come this way. From upstairs, please. We are waiting for you. From the back, wherever. I need God. I want Jesus. I want Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Encourage them. They are coming to God. They are coming to the cross. They are giving their lives to God. I need God. I want Jesus to save me, to change me today. God bless you. God bless you. Come from upstairs, from the back. Don't just be in the church without being saved. You will go to hell if you do that. Come on. Come on, my friend. Come on, my brother. Come to God today. Don't assume you are saved just because you are in the church. You need Jesus Christ to wash away your sins with his precious blood. God bless you. Keep coming. Clap for them. They are coming from upstairs, from the back, from everywhere. Come on. This is a moment of salvation, of salvation, of salvation. Wow. What a blessing. What a blessing. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now lift your hands up in front here. Lift your hands up in front here. Say this prayer after me. And everyone join in, please. All of us join. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I am sorry for my mistakes. Oh God, have mercy on me. Cleanse me. Wash me. Forgive me for my wickedness, for my sins, for my evil ways. Today, I open my heart. I receive Jesus as my Savior and my Master. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Lift your two hands. Say, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. We know that you were blessed by that message, and we look forward to sharing God's word with you once again. For more information on this and many other Action Chapel International products and messages, you may visit our Dominion Bookshop located on the premises of Action Chapel, Spintex Road. Or you may call our offices on 030-701-1851. Or you may also visit us online at www.actionchapel.net. Once again, thank you for joining us today. And may your life continue to be changed in God's presence.